Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to Talk of the Devils, brought to you by talkofthedevils.co.uk, your number one Manchester United podcast. Good to see you all again. Obviously, I've got a great panel tonight. A little bit laboured tonight, made it very, very difficult for ourselves. We will break it down as best we can, but obviously a wonderful panel. Get your comments in, get liking, get subscribing. Richard already in there, saw him last night, the absolute geezer. Uh, that wasn't a good watch at all. What happened to my 5-0? Not just your 5-0, bro, mine too. Very, very disappointed, made it very, very difficult. And we were talking backstage. Um, I, I feel that at the moment there is a big mentality problem. We've spoken about this for weeks on end. You know, we seem to have a great mentality when it's counting. But as soon as we go back in, we seem to hide um, and, and not know how to react to things. You know, there was a couple of really poor place passed by Sancho. Malasia got done a couple of times tonight. Mentality problem. Second goal, we get a goal and then we, we're on our back foot, back foot and... Uh, yeah, can see one straight away. Really, really disappointing. But anyway, listen, good to have you all on, boys. Lovely to see your beautiful faces again. Just another comment here. John, welcome back, my man. Evening all. Uh, Stu, talk to me about how you're feeling, my man. Um, look, uh, a win's a win, isn't it? I guess. Um, you can't always play scintillating attacking football. And you can't always play... Um, good football yeah, sometimes you just got to get over the line i mean that's competition football anyway sometimes it's it's very difficult but the problems always occur when you make games difficult for yourself i'd imagine ten hag uh would have been massively disappointed whatever the result was tonight because he won't have seen any kind of difference between the performance we put in against city uh, that we've done tonight it was very reminiscent of a disjointed bunch of players that various managers of high caliber can't seem to get to click um I'm, I'm not really sure apart from the win you could take any positives out of it really if i if i was if i'm on the plane home with those tonight you know i'll be self-reflecting once again as to how bad yeah. my performance was and, and and it's the same culprits, unfortunately. It's it's Bruno again, <laughs> you know, offering very, very little. It's Malassia, you know. Mm -hmm. um, last couple of games has been absolutely woeful. You don't get hooked twice at half time if something is you know, it, you know, unless something isn't right. And it and it isn't right. Lindelof very, very rusty. The Martinez Lindelof partnership won't gel, it just won't ever gel. It's not going to work. And I remember in the first half when Martinez was pulling uh, in, the, you know, pulling on a, a play shirt in the box and the ball's bouncing around and we're just standing there like fucking chill. Oh, we've done Sorry, I've done it again. Like children um, at under eights football, just looking around and, you know, with nobody taking responsibility. And you haven't even got to Hayer, by the way, coming off his line to grab the ball like a normal goalkeeper would. He just stays on his line. And you're watching all this unfold in front of your eyes and you're thinking, crikey, is this really elite football? Am I watching elite level players? Am I watching Manchester United quality players? And and we really aren't. And then our attacking was, it was one dimensional again. It, it, it didn't have any fear, you know. They, Amoni and Nicosia or whatever they were called, they played with no fear, which is great. It's how a team should play, you know, welcome 
uh, you know, Manchester United to them and say, well, look, we're just going to smack you right in the mouth and see if you drop first. And that's what they did. They punched us two or three times and we we, we collapsed in the first half. And you can't have this. And Ten Hag must be going home every night thinking, why have I got a bunch of Muppets playing for me at Manchester United? You know, and, and he just does. I don't think Ten Hag knows what to do with his group of players. Um, there were a couple of shining lights. Let's 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 look at one tiny little positive, and that was the reincarnation of uh, Shaw, Rashford, and Martial. Absolutely yeah. terrific to watch. Reminded yeah. me of uh, 2019, 2020. Brilliant to see. Ronaldo looks sharp. I'll, I'll give him it. He looked angry he looked aggressive just wasn't his day today was no, it but he does he look sharp there's no doubt about that yeah. and and martial alongside him i think ronaldo's going to score a hat full of goals for the you know remainder of the season there's going to be some casualties in my humble opinion molasses has got to be one now you've got to take him out the firing line you've got to put shore in you've got to take sancho out i'm afraid i'm not really sure and I know Marcus wants to talk about that, so I'll just gloss over this, Marcus. I'll let you really delve into it. I'm not really sure what Sancho's offering us. Um, uh, Ellis has gone to uh, Holland. By the looks Amsterdam. Of I, don't even, I don't even know what's going on here. Fantastic. Looks like you. Um, yeah, um, and, and 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 the Lindelof Martinez is going to be an issue for us going in. I think going into Everton, so we do need uh, Varane back. So overall, a win's a win. So let's be let's be honest. A win's a win, uh, but there's still too many negatives outweighing the very very small positives. So, uh, Marcus, I'll let you talk about Sancho, mate. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, before I get to Sancho, like tonight, you know, you know what's disappointing about tonight's performance is like that that was a strong team that we played. It would have been a completely different story if we played a second string team and the game ended three two. Like I wouldn't be mad at all if if Lindelof Shaw. Maguire, I don't know if he's fit, but hypothetically, if Maguire started, if Ericsson wasn't on the pitch, if Bruno wasn't on the pitch, if we had a proper second string team, a 3-2 win against Ammonia in Europe is perfectly acceptable. The scary thing is that was a strong team. That's a Man United team that we expect to see every week in the Premier League, barring uh, a couple of players who started due to injury like Lindelof, right? That's the scary part here. So as much as a win is a win and, and three points is three points, the, the performance, there's so many red flags when you apply that context. And then on top of that, I think you, you look at some of the senior players at Manchester United. Look, Malassia wasn't great, but I can allow Malassia because he's young. He's a young player. And, and I said this about him when we signed him. Like those first three games, I was really shocked because I don't think people realize how, how young this kid is. He was playing at Feyenoord. He wasn't even playing at Ajax. He wasn't even playing at the top team in the Eredivisie. He was playing in the mid-table section of the Eredivisie. Uh, you know, I, I didn't expect much from him. And he's come to Manchester United. He's had a couple of, maybe three or four really good performances. And then he's dropped off. That's normal. I can accept that. That's fine. But but the senior players, like, like Bruno and Sancho especially, my word, what a woeful performance. And you know what? I, I think I'm starting to change my opinion and my perspective of Jaden Sancho because... I think the first season was a grace period for him. Um, you know, I was willing to give him that and say, you know what, I understand it's a new league, new system, new coach, whatever the case is. And we know that Sancho is an extremely technical player. And, and one of the common things amongst a lot of technical players is that they, they need a system around them to thrive. And uh, so I was like, you know what, let's just give him time. But it gets to the point where some, some of the things you're doing have yeah. 
yeah, it, it, but it gets to the point where some of the things that you're doing have nothing to do with the system. It gets to the point where some of the decisions you're making shouldn't matter regardless of what's going on around you. And and tonight, I think Sancho has hit a new low. I think he, he was really, really disappointing tonight. He, he seems like one of those players that needs the sun to be at the perfect angle, the breeze to come at the perfect trajectory, the right amount of sugar in, in his in his tea. Otherwise, everything goes wrong. And and it's yeah. it reminds me of Donny, actually. I'm not going to lie. It reminds me of Donny, but the only difference is at least he's getting chances. So I love Sancho. Technically, fantastic player, but it doesn't mean anything if you can't produce. And I, I just worry that we're going down the same territory as, as the Donnies and the Pogbas and the Matters, where we've got this really great player, but we don't know how to use him. And he himself isn't doing himself any favors. Um, apart from that, you know, uh, I, I don't really have too much to complain about. I think in terms of the other performances, it was more to do with how badly we played as a team and not necessarily individuals, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was sad to see what happened with Ronaldo tonight as well. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, you can't cheat age and you can't cheat time. That's, that's, that's one thing, you know, and uh, tonight, Don't tell Ronaldo, me that. Don't tell me that. <laughs> it's, it's the sad reality of life. And I think life is a lot better when you accept it instead of fight it. You know, I think Ronaldo tonight was, I don't know, man. I don't know. I haven't been a big fan of Ronaldo for a while, but even I'm like, yo, that, that, that's a new low with, I don't think he played terribly in terms of his overall game, but the chances he missed tonight. Oh my word. You know, oh my just word. just so. looks a little bit rusty. I think. I think that he looked um, he sharper yeah. than uh, he has done for a while. Obviously, with the minutes that he's yeah. had, uh, I thought that his overall game was very well. He was bringing players into it very well. He took, you know, he did an incredible t uh, uh, turn in order to create himself some space, and unfortunately, he just didn't put it away. Yeah. I, I just think it was one of those nights. I get where you're coming from. Doesn't yeah, look his yeah, best yeah. quite yet, but you know, he's had very little minutes. I thought that he was on it. He was ready. He was hungry. Unfortunately, it just didn't go in tonight. Uh, but great points well made. Uh, Ellis, over to you, my man. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, that reminded me of like a typical FA Cup game that you see like now and again where the smaller team just try and absolutely outfight and we just weren't up for it. In that first half, we looked, we looked shot. We looked scared as if we'd just come out of the derby again and it was just, just really was quite poor. Um, in terms of individual performances, I thought that we just played, we didn't play as a team. I didn't think there was any cohesion. There wasn't anything that was working. I think when we brought the substitutions on in the second half, we looked much more fluid, much more going forward. We needed to. We had to chase the game, but I think we were a lot more, more, more fluid, playing through the lines a lot more. But in the first half, we just looked really poor. We just looked sluggish, tired, confidence was shot. And it's, that's never a good thing, is it, in football? As Stu said, I didn't think I was watching pro, like professional football. I was watching thinking, what are you doing? Like, what? We're away to ammonia, but what, what, what are we doing here? Like, just keep things simple, play your basics of football, get through the first 20 because they're going to be up for it, and just control the game, dictate the tempo, get on the ball, start moving it between the lines, and they're going to make mistakes because you're the better team. And we just didn't do that. It was just very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, good points well made. Just coming to a few of the comments, loads of you on Twitter, come over to uh, youtube.com forward slash talk of the devils. want to be able to read out your comments. I repeat this so many times, but there's still people that go onto Twitter, so come over. It'd be good to see you. Uh, John Commode in the comments here, wins a win, but poor to concede two and should have scored more one of those days for Ronaldo. Uh, it's strange being disappointed with a 3-2 away win in Europe. Richard says, absolutely. Heli, great to see you in the comments. Always lovely to have you back. Uh, a new to make those subs. And I think this is a, a good point actually uh a lot of people on ollie previous managers ralph's back on on making the right substitutions at the right time and i know we've played poorly in the last two games and absolutely you know we're lucky to obviously get a three two we're lucky to get three goals at the weekend but he made 
substitutions at the right time in order to make an impact on the game. And that did happen at the weekend, whether you like it or not. 6-3 is not nice. 6-3 is not nice against City, but he made he made substitutions to make that impact. And he did it again tonight. And I think that credit has to be given in those moments. Um, uh, John, agreeing with you earlier. Yes, glad you made that point, Stu. Shaw and Rashford look lo- like the start of that par- partnership, possibly reincarnating. Only time will tell. Um Key to the game, I felt, was bringing Martial on for Bruno. He looked better. We looked better after that. Yeah, absolutely. I think Bruno uh, is worrying. We know that we all know the class and abilities there. It will come back, but I think you know if you think in the last two and a half, three years he's been here, he's played almost every minute. He's, he needs he needs a break. I think that's that is telling now. Um, just want to move on to Casemiro tonight. We spoke um, very briefly backstage. Uh, before uh, before obviously starting the show. Uh, Stu, how do you feel he fared tonight um, on his overall performance? Yeah, I think he did okay. He, he, you know, he's a middle-of-the-road performance tonight for sure, but um, he got, you know, he got a full 90 minutes in the tank. And, um, you know, for a player like Casemiro, it's absolutely essential that you do that. Um, I felt when McTominay came on, it, it kind of uh, unbalanced us again really um and i think from that point of view for for me i just felt that casemiro although we made one or two errors he was positionally not great uh certainly in the uh, the first 20 minutes i think he struggled to get to the pace of the game and i think he's still looking around for the crooner and i think he's still looking around for modric uh to be alongside him and we just we just don't have those types of players apart from ericsson and when bruno's on that pitch uh, as well, the, the the unbalance with Ericsson, Bruno and Casemiro is not great. So when you've got somebody like Casemiro, who is a very, very simple footballer, all good CDMs are, they're very, very simple. Uh, they get the ball to feet and they move it. But Casemiro's got the ability to change our tempo as well. Um, and when, if you look at the first 20, 25 minutes, if you looked at the way that uh, Ammonia played, they were just soaking up pressure. They tried to strangle us and suffocate us like all teams do. And with Sancho uh, not performing at his best, I don't think Anthony had the best game, if I'm being honest, tonight. I thought he was okay in patches. It makes a CDM's role very, very difficult because it's almost truncated through the middle where you've got to pass the ball to Ericsson, where you really need to look at width. When Rashford came on and Martial came on, you found uh, players that were coming toward uh, Casemiro rather than running away from him. So I like Casemiro then to start to dictate a little better uh, the type of play that he wants to do and wants to instill in us as a unit. I like him. I've always liked him. Um, it's it's not the most difficult and taxing position to play. Um, and there are some players uh, like Kante, uh, Fernandinho, Rodri at City. Um, they make it look very, very easy but they've got the right players around them to enable them to do that. And you'll find as Casemiro grows into his role at Manchester United, you'll see something very, very similar. So I thought uh, average middle of the road uh, today, um, but he was certainly better than how he's performed when coming on for 20, 25 minutes. A player like Casemiro, you can't get into a game of football, you, you know, with such a small amount of time. You need you need the full the full ninety minutes. We need to start yeah. games. 
I, I like good, good, yeah, right. good, good points well made. Um, I just want to, if everyone can uh, give us your thoughts on how Casemiro fared tonight, uh, what you were expecting of him, what you think he did well, what you're expecting him uh, to do going forward, and do you think he, he sort of made a, a, a good account of himself in the in the pretty much 90 minutes that he played? Um, we were talking about this backstage just to put my two pennies in. Um, you know, I, I think for someone of that position, it's you you have to be able to read the game incredibly well and he hasn't obviously had so many minutes yet and particularly when we're playing in the Premier League um, this time at the moment so when someone like him comes into the to the to the fold he needs to be able to sort of sit back read the game understand how opponents play how physical it is what what players do and I think that it's not someone that you can see come in and hit the ground running um, tonight was a perfect opportunity for him to get a lot of minutes in the tank that's what it's about ultimately but you can see the ability that he has and hopefully going forward uh, he'll be able to control games um, far better, and, and we're going to need him in order in order to do that. There's someone we've been missing in that position for a very, very long time. We've got arguably one of the best in the Premier League on his day. Absolutely, no question about that. But we just need to see more of that, and hopefully, he can he can he can do that going forward. Uh, Marcus, uh, any other thoughts on Casemiro tonight? Yeah, I, not not really, to be honest. I thought he was all right today. Uh, the thing with Casemiro is it's hard to judge him because when you look at his Wikipedia page, it's easy to get high standards and think you're going to get yeah. something uh, a lot better than what we've seen. So it's a little bit hard, but um, when you put into I thought I thought Wikipedia was gospel. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but when, look, when you, when you apply the context of where our team is at the moment, it's easy to see why Casemiro has struggled to come in and, and really have a, an impact. And so... I think tonight was a, was a good account. I mean, we had 74% possession, I think, which is an indication that we really dominated the game, uh, especially in the midfield. And part of that is due to Casemiro and the calmness that he brings. I didn't really notice any glaring mistakes from him. Um, I, I mostly noticed them from Bruno Eriksson and, and a couple of other players. So that's a good sign. Uh, and I mean, I always say if you don't notice your CDM, sometimes that's actually a good thing, you know, because it means that's they're right. doing their job. You know, it yeah, means they're doing the job. Right. If you're noticing your CDM and you're noticing mistakes that they're making, that's a red flag. So not no no complaints about Casemiro. I hope he continues to start, even though I've got nothing against McTominay. I've always said that, you know, it's not mm -hmm. sustainable long term. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Great comment there as well. You're absolutely right. These players tend to be a little bit quieter. Carrick, um, uh, Herrera. Uh, usually a little bit quieter in the game and you know they're doing their job properly. So uh, long may it continue and yeah, I've got no complaints. Uh, a question here really um, by 9S, pretty good one I feel. Uh, I'll follow this over to you, Ellis. Uh, is there a possibility we bought Casa, um, Casemiro as his powers start to fade? He is world-class, but I worry that we may have so it may have been sold to us at the wrong time. Hopefully wrong, just being realistic. Um, I think you look at his age, but then again, age is just a number because some of the best players in the Premier League are obviously in that age bracket. Um, I think you can't ignore the qualities that he has and the world-class capability he has on a football pitch. It can't be ignored. What he's won at Real Madrid is not an accident. What he's done in that team is not an accident. He can play football and we're just not... He's just into a new league. You've seen it with, as we mentioned backstage, of all different kinds of players that have took time to adapt. And we just need to give him time. It was another kind of... Weird performance because it's not exactly something that you'd see in a CDM. He was just very much on the ball, just making passes, and I thought I thought he did his job well. But we just need to we just need to relax a little bit. We need to give players time to adapt. The World Cup's coming up. It's going to be a hectic load of games. He's going to get minutes, and then we're going to be able to judge him properly. We can't judge him off eighty minutes against Ammonia, twenty minutes against City, and when we're getting beat six one, we have to judge him over a sustained period of time to be able to give ourselves a concise and precise level of judgment. We can't judge him off such a short period of time. 
So we need to give him can time, I, allow him to adapt. Allow can to I also him. just say, remember that Fernandino at Manchester City was was very, very old when he came into his prime as well. And before Pep Guardiola arrived at Manchester City, I, I bet you most people didn't think he was a world-class CDM. Um, and then Pep Guardiola came in, there was a huge effect. And after he actually built the team around him, you saw the quality that Fernandino brought to the team. So I think with Casemiro, we've got to judge him based on what's around him. You know, I think once the team's been built, then we can say, right then, let's see where this world-class experience is. He's not going to transform that team alone, you know, so I, I agree with Ellis. No, yeah, he needs, you know, he's going to need somebody to complement Ericsson. You know, a good CDM needs players that can complement him as well as other players in and around them. You know, um, years and years ago in the 80s, uh, Liverpool had a player called Jan Mulby, Danish player, a little bit portly, a little bit overweight, but his ability to dictate the tempo of a football match was amazing. He, he was just truly an artist at work. You know, he, he, he knew exactly when to quicken the play, when to slow the play, when to put the right type of challenge in, when to take a book in, you know, when to screen, when not to screen, when to take three steps to the right, two steps forward. You know, what you would deem to be just basic central midfield play this guy was an absolute master. Now, Casemiro has got those abilities. As, and as I said before, he got the Tony Cruz, or I call the crooner, and he got Luka Modric with him, two of the best midfield players from an attacking sense. And also they can defend those two. So they could defend as a three and attack as a two, which allowed Casemiro to sit nicely and then break up any scraps that came for loss of possession within the final third. We don't have that. And I go back again to the Bruno Ericsson dynamic. Individually, all right, they're perhaps not as good as Cruz uh, and, and Modric, but there's similar ability uh, in terms of the way that they play. So Casemiro will recognise that part of the game, but he won't have that trust yet that he built up with uh, Cruz and um, Modric. And that takes time. I think you're right, guys, both of you. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, with regards to Fernandinho uh, and building a team around a particular, you know, a, a, a type of player, and I think maybe uh, that's what um, uh, Ten Hag will look to do. He'll look to utilise the strengths of Casemiro, and then put players in and around him that Casemiro a feels comfortable with, and b could you know could get the best out of them as well, uh, which is what we need and we don't have at the minute. So I, I like him. I'm not really sure he's world class, but then again, I, I don't like the phrase uh, world class anyway. It, it doesn't really, you know, nobody's ever explained to me what world class is. It does, so I don't really agree with that phrase, but he's certainly within the top five CDMs in world football. Uh, and that to me yeah. says a lot. So, yeah, absolutely spot on. Um, you sort of mentioned, uh, Marcus, about the players that obviously taking, taking a little bit more time. Fernandinho is actually a very good example I didn't mention earlier. Uh, Fabinho, Thiago, yeah, yeah, Rodri, yeah. Uh, yeah. all players that take a little bit of time, all in a very familiar position, right? And yeah. uh, and I think that you will see that a lot, lot more. So again, as United fans, and I think as rival fans looking in on United, they get impatient. They want to slander. Yeah. And uh, and we've just got to be patient, unfortunately, and uh, and it will come good, and he will be a very important player for us. I'm absolutely sure of that. Uh, get your comments in, guys. Always uh, get to, uh, good to see new faces, and uh, obviously we want to go through those. Um, just to come into this one here, Mo, uh, what's with this defence? Six against City, two against 
Ammonia, I say there, <laughs> something's got to change. Nice to put a little bit of a jokey slander on it, bro, but there you go. Um, it, it, listen, it's two games. Uh, Varane was clearly nursing an injury on Sunday. Um, had to go off and uh, and we need a bit of consistency in the back four and, and it's Lindelof, yeah. look, he's, he's been injured for a little while, come back, um, isn't going to be at 100% and uh, and I think you see that. But I think what you have seen is a consistency, I feel, in Martinez. I think he's been um, still pretty good um, and yeah. uh, and really making my presence known, playing some really great splitting passes. I've been really impressed with those all season, quite frankly. And uh, and and we will see more of that. And hopefully, as as Stu says, get Varane back. Uh, we should have a bit more solidity at the back. Just going to come to um, a few comments that have come out since the game is finished. Uh, Marcus Rashford, he said, I think I can play both on the left through the middle. Uh, the left is probably more natural for me. It's a big positive to have versatility. Uh, when he, Eric Ten Hag, makes the sub, made the subs, he just wanted us to do a little bit more, be a bit more dynamic, take more chances going forward and just try and score goals. When you're 1-0 down, that's what you have to do. Uh, all things that are quite trivial, really. Um, and then he talks about Anthony Martial. He's a massive player for us. He has been for a long time. When he's happy and at it, he's an unbelievable player and I've always enjoyed playing with him. And he's absolutely right. Stu, We've spoken about Martial many, many times. Mm. I've certainly talked to talked to Marcus about it as well, and and I have given myself a, a, a given him a fair amount of criticism. But when he yeah. is yeah. on his day, we we've spoken about him being the link up man for Ronaldo. But he's been brilliant the last two games since coming on, and I think it's probably going to warrant a him a start for him at the weekend. I think you'll see him, Ronaldo, and Rashford is my prediction at least. Uh, but he was unbelievable tonight, and he took his goal unbelievably well. Uh, Marcus Rashford as well, absolutely brilliant. It's great to see him in form. Uh, Eric Ten Hag, he, he comes on to say, we've already seen Martial's importance in pre-season. It was a big disappointment for the team for me when he got injured against Atletico. Uh, we missed him in the first couple of weeks and it also had an effect on our team performance. He, he is a big part. If you play him in the right position and you see the link-up play that he does, he's one of the best at it. Um, he was incredibly good tonight. I'm really, really pleased for him and hopefully we see this going forward. Um, any other comments, guys? Ellis, anything else at all? Do you want to talk about Molassia? Obviously, he made a massive mistake. Uh, was was looking a bit downbeat on Sunday as well. We can talk about that a little bit. Um, but probably uh, we'll see Luke Shaw starting on Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, Sorry, who's yeah. taking that? Sorry, guys. Ellis, on, please. Wanna, Ellis, please. Everyone, I just want to touch on Martial and then I go into Molassia. Like, Martial is a key player for us and everyone. But how many times have we had this conversation and sat here with ourselves and think Martial's key for us? And then it's just not worked out whether that's injuries or poor performances. And Martial's very key for us. I just don't think we can get too much ahead of ourselves because he's been very inconsistent whether we like it or not. He's been here, what, now eight, nine years? And we're still yet to see the best Anthony Martial. So we just need to a little bit more patient like we are with Casemiro and allow him to just nurture this good form instead of rushing into thinking that he's the best answer and he's the best thing since sliced bread. We need to just chill out a little bit. Malassia, I think... I think it's gonna if he gets dropped on Sunday, I think it's gonna be quite a huge confidence blow for him. I really think it is. I think he obviously didn't have the greatest game against City. You can blame him for a couple maybe for the goal what Foden scored across the box and obviously he had a bit of a howler tonight. But I think he's done enough to warrant still to play in this team. I think before pre City, he was very, very good. He's very tenacious, very good on the ball. And I still I do still think that you still have to he still deserves to have a game. Don't be wrong, if he still continues his poor form, then everyone's replaceable, everyone's droppable. No one should just be guaranteed a spot in the team. But I think for a young player coming in from the club, just signed, 
for him to be dropped after a couple of bad games. He needs trust from the manager. And I do feel like he is the right right fit, especially against Everton, to be able to try and, I don't know, rescue his form. But at the same time, it's just a, it's just a mistake. Mistakes happen in football. We've all played it. We've all had howlers. We've all, we've all made them sort of mistakes. So we just need to just nurture him and support him really through it, I think, anyway. Yeah, Stu, you wanted to come in quickly. Uh, and then yeah. uh, and Marcus comes straight after that, buddy. Yeah, I do. And, and Ellis makes some uh, valid points uh, about Malassia. Um, I like a ruthless manager, though. Um, I, I, I like somebody, you know, I, I'm a centre-half, you know, Malassia's doing that. I'm, I'm just chewing his ear, you know, constantly, all game. He was out of position more than I've ever seen him the last couple of games, tonight in particular. His first touch is off. His uh, control and his ability to run with the ball is off. He's stopped taking on the final man now, the, the, the right back, and he's coming back on himself and then dropping him back to Ericsson. We got into four or five crossing positions tonight. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't cross the ball. We didn't put the ball in there. Ronaldo's one of the best in the air. We didn't put the ball in. Last year, four weeks ago, different player, completely different player. Now, look. I'm very, very well aware that that, uh, that form can go out the window. Uh, since I've been back from Portugal, I've been absolutely woeful in two games. And when I mean woeful, I was a complete waste of space on the pitch. Just, just Portugal? Uh, well, you know, well, I was all right before then, but I've come back and I, I, honestly, I don't, I, I don't know what's wrong with me, you know. So, uh, but so that can happen, you know, and I get it. I, I really do. But the mistakes that you're seeing at the minute... It's a great so, point here, by the way, just yeah, quickly. Oh, look at that. Are so basic that sometimes you've got to say, look, pal, out you come, just uh, have a week off. Now, I get exactly what Alice was saying about if you take a young player out of the team, you drop a young player with confidence or, sh- or, 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 or get shot. To me, I want to see completely opposite. I want to see him, you know what, actually, Gaffey, you, you, you're right on this. Okay? I, you know, maybe I need a week off. Let me just let me just resort myself out because if if you're uh, substituted or you're by the way twice at half time twice it's not a good look for, for for number one for a start but secondly if you can't accept criticism playing for Manchester United or playing pro, you know professional football semi pro football Monday night with your mates there's no point in you literally there's just no point in you playing because you're not what the team needs so if he does get dropped. If Shaw comes in, and I, I, I do think Shaw should come in on, on Sunday, I have to be honest. Yeah, and I want to see Malassia fight for his place again. You know, we haven't seen Luke Shaw win Jamone, have we? We've seen him get himself fit and get on with it. No, you know, I, and you know what? I, in in defence of Malassia, I'm a I'm a huge advocate I like of it. him. And uh, I, like I, him. I, I, I said uh, on a on another show last week. Um, he's a type of player that won't make those mistakes again. I know he's young, he's inexperienced, he's going to make mistakes. But, you know, that game at the weekend against City, he will remember that and he won't make a lot of those mistakes again. He, he's he got a lot within him in order to improve himself and he would take it on the chin. Very I mean, we had the same with Evera, didn't we? We had the same with Evera. I mean, he had yeah, the, well, in his well, first season, yeah, he was he had an awful game against City. Yeah, appalling, and, and you do. But that's what defines a footballer. What you're talking about there is actually what defines a footballer at the highest level and somebody who'll quite happily just sit with mediocrity. And I think he'll come good. You know, I think he'll, he'll, he'll dust himself off and he'll look at it. But if you yeah, if you have a third game 
and he has a bit of a mare in the first half against Everton, and he's hooked again at half time. <laughs> you know, you, you've got to ask questions. So, for me, I would. I, I, we need a bit of stability. Uh, we need, with that lack of experience that we've got, and this fledgling partnership if Ran isn't back between Lindelof and um, uh, Martinez. We need a bit more stability in there. Look, look, Dallow's getting a free ride at the minute, isn't he? Because of uh, Wan-Bissaka's injured. So Molassi's just got to look at it. He'll be upset again. He's, this is the third time, by the way, he's been hooked at half-time, Molassi, uh, this season already. So maybe, just maybe, it's time to pop in Shaw, give him a run of games and see what see what happens. But look, I like Molassi. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, anything detrimental against the kid. You, you're absolutely right, you guys. He's coming from, um, you know, from Feyenoord. He's played in the Dutch League. It's not the best league in the world. Uh, and he has been playing well, but just sometimes you just got to kind of relax. Relax. Just, I'm going to just jump in a sec. Do you think yeah, go that, for it. Um, you mentioned, Sue, about him getting subbed off at half time against City. Do you not think mm. that, do you think that was completely tactical from Tenorti and that was because he was that bad? But I think, I think you could have subbed any one of them for half a half time. You 4 0 down yeah. in Manchester Derby. Like, Dallow was. Dallow was really poor. But he was. Yeah, he was. Running ragged. I'm not well, saying Malassia think, was good, but do you well, think well, Malassia was good? I, I think it goes back to what Stu was saying a moment ago. I think uh, Dallow has got a free run at the moment with Aaron yeah, Wan-Bissaka no being injured no at the no moment. Covers, yeah. And and obviously yeah. with the inexperience of Malassia and also the experience that Shaw has had. He's had some great yeah. performances I'll, against I'll City. I'll say one thing about Malassia. Yeah, I'll say one thing about Malassia. And uh, you're right. I, I'm not really sure it was tactical by Tenor, but when you're in that situation where you're getting almost hammered by your opponents, whoever it is, you've got to take the game into your own hands. And this is old school, uh, Ellis. Don't forget, I'm an old, I'm an olden pal. Uh, and if Foden had done that to me for, for five minutes, I'd have smashed him in Rosehead. And I'd take the booking for it and I'd have got on with it. The difference between the modern footballer uh, and kind of my era of football is they'll allow that they'll allow to, you know, attackers to come at you. And if you get beat, so be it. If you get beat, so be it. When Dallow got his book in against Grealish, he almost started crying. He didn't want to go anywhere near Grealish after that. You can't do that. You've got to get in the mindset. Look, come on and Foden, let's see what you got. Start talking to him. Let's see what you got, pal. Pull his shirt. Drop an elbow on him. Do anything you can to disrupt his play. Malassia didn't do that, you see. And he's suffering for that. When you don't do that and you've got a player that, that like Foden, who's a really good, skillful player, and he'll put it about a bit, Foden will as well. He's a bit of a, a dirty git when he wants to be. You've got to match him up. You've got to do everything you can to disrupt him. And, Mal you know, Malassia, Malassia, whatever you want to pronounce it, he's got to start learning that. Dallow still doesn't do it. Positionally, he's woeful. And if uh, and, and, and that's what I would do. It's the same with Anthony. You know, the um, uh, the fullback, the left-back, uh, and he didn't really get round him once or maybe once, maybe twice. He always he had, a, he had a nice little cameo at one point when he yeah. took on about three or four players, but that was the only thing he really did. But he also, the fullback, the fullback watched what Anthony was about and he just squared him up all the time. If you're going to go past me, I'm going to square you up. So if you try going on the right, I'll be there. If you try going on the left, I'll be there. You know, Malassi didn't do that with Foden. He allowed Foden to dictate the play to him rather than the fullback dictating the play to the winger. And that's sometimes... But it's, uh, Ellis, it's a learning process, mate. 
Yeah, I do. I do get what you mean. I think I think it's part of that's also down to just the pure brilliance of Phil Foden. Like we just we yeah, can't. That, yeah, we got to Foden as well. But sometimes you've got to disrupt a player like that. Yeah, sometimes you've got to get in his ear. He's it's only youngster anyway. I'd have pulled his ear back in the day. Anything. <laughs> Absolutely anything. Basically, anyone watching in the comments, if you come up against Stu, uh, know that yeah, he's going to play dirty yeah, and just uh, just be very careful. Uh, Marcus, I know you've been sitting there pretty for five minutes and I apologise. We will talk about the defensive minute. I'll give you a free reign with all four of them momentarily. I just <laughs> want to quickly move on uh, and, and just go through this a little bit. So we've played three games, obviously we lost one at the moment. We're sitting in second, six points behind uh, Sociedad with nine. It's crucial that we win the next three games now, particularly against Sociedad on the final game, isn't it, Marcus? Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, I'm not too worried about us uh, potentially getting knocked out of the group because I don't think things will get that bad, to be honest with you. Uh, I think uh, anyone who thinks that is, is slightly overreacting, you're slightly well, overreacting the, the pudding. The, the, only, the only problem with it is if you don't come top, there's a chance of you playing um, a, an extra round um, yeah, uh, playoff game yeah. to get through. And then you obviously you get teams like Barcelona, whoever don't get through the Champions League. That's my only concern. Yeah, I know that makes sense. But look, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm one of those United fans who's not who's not about getting an easy run to the final anyways. So Me too. If we, too. Yeah, if, if we were to finish second and, and get a Barcelona, I'd be up for it. I'd be like, all right then. Go on, lads. Let's see. Let's see what you can do. You know. So I, I really don't think it makes too much twerk, of a difference. Twerk, twerk for Frankie. Yeah, that too, that too. Although I'm kind of over Frankie. I'm not going to lie. You know, I think uh, Miotov wasted a a trip to uh, Spain. Anyways, anyways, talking about Manchester United, like the the results are very important. Obviously, getting out of the group is very important. Obviously, but for me, as I said earlier on tonight, I I'm genuinely looking more at the performances. I'm genuinely looking more at uh, how we improve under Eric Ten Hag. What are the red flags? What 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 similar signs are we seeing from the previous regime? So. I'm really not too bothered about where we finish as long as we get through the group and I can see uh, a slight progression. And we don't see a repeat of what happened tonight because in the last two games, we've conceded eight goals. Mm. So, you know, there's something something needs to change desperately. You know, that's all I'm concerned about personally. I don't know about you guys. No, yeah, I, I no. think you're right, actually. I, I'm with you on that. Um, I think tonight was... Uh, Tonight was just one of those games where um, the whole town was excited, looking forward to Manchester United coming into town. So years and years ago when we played Galatasaray, yeah. um, uh, you know, and I was out in Istanbul at the time and it, the people were just going absolutely nuts for it. And the, these smaller teams do, it, it's their big, that's where they make the money. They make the money when Manchester United come into town because yeah. everybody wants a piece of it. They could have probably sold it on pay-per-view. Uh, if they could do that, you know, in, in, in Cyprus yeah. and made, made an absolute fortune because that's what it's all about. Where we've got to really, uh, we've just got to, we, what, what we haven't done in the last uh, three or four games is really come together as a unit, even against Arsenal. You know, we, we're not a yeah. cohesive unit at the moment. And, you know, uh, we um, as much as you can say about how good the back five has been, De Gea's kind of reverting to type over the last couple of games. You know now whether that's because Varane and Martinez aren't communicating with him, I, I, I don't know. But you can't have De Gea reverting to type because once he reverts to type, that's when you get it. You know the ten or fifteen yards that strikers need uh, in behind our uh, slow defence when Lindelof is playing. Bless him, yeah. and Maguire is playing, and it's a real problem for us. So as much as um, you can see uh, a little bit of progress, there's still a hell of a lot that needs to be fixed. 
and it then goes back to my old saying, which I, you know, which I talk about all the time. Why can't these players identify it themselves and deal with it themselves? <laughs> yeah. Why, why have you got to look to the gaffer all the time? And say, hey, gaffer, what should I do? Should I, should I sit back ten yards as I go up ten yards? Gaffer, help me, help me, help the, me. The thing is, the thing is, a, a manager, a performance analyst, a video analyst, yeah. they should only really step in to to point out the finer details. So if you've done everything in your power and you genuinely don't know what to do to improve, that's when yeah. you go to the video analyst and say, "Hey, man, what is the pattern? You know, show me the statistics so that I can actually, you know, am I am I running diagonally too much? Should I focus on running straight? You know, should I should I just stay in this area? Is that where majority of the strikers in the league are scoring? What should I do? You should yeah. should only you should only rely on outside help when it gets to the, the the finer details but with our players as we know it's not the finer details it's the fundamentals so that yeah. that's the thing that's the yeah. thing and listen just very briefly on i love Bayer, that like, calling that calling that marcus that was that was lovely he's yeah, right there. he's right he's right yeah but like just just very briefly on De Gea, just to wrap up the point like also another thing about him is again it's it's the fundamentals right i i was actually shocked well i, I wasn't really that shocked but um to not see Debravka play today, you know, I, I, I like, I just, I think he's injured. Yeah, he, he had a, he had a seventy-five. He's got, he's got a muscular injury. I was talking about this oh, last okay. night. Actually, uh, he's got a muscular okay, okay. injury. He had seventy-five percent chance of playing. That, so it's that probably makes sense. Going to be that him. Makes yet. sense. Yeah, I was scratching my head trying to figure out why we, why we signed him, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. same. I'm, I'm, I expect him to play. If he, if he is fit, I'd expect him to play next Thursday. Yeah. Likewise. Right, we're going to move on to the uh, ratings now, our favourite part of the show. Uh, obviously, we had some fantastic performances. Normally, we don't include substitutions, but we will do today. I think, obviously, they, they, they get a very uh, commendable shout, certainly, so we will be doing them as well. Um, get your comments in, guys. I want to see some comments. I want, to get, uh, want you to like the video and, uh, and put in your ratings too. We're going to talk about each player individually and uh, um, give us your rating uh, in the comments too. And loads of you over on Facebook, uh, get involved. Uh, come over to youtube.com forward slash talk of the devils and, and get involved over here. All right, so very, very quickly then. Uh, Stu, uh, David De Gea. Six. Short and sweet, love it. Uh, right, Marcus, you did say to me that you wanted to talk about the defence, so choose any two of the four who started and uh, and go in on them and give me your ratings for those, please. Okay, I'll start, I'll start with the fullbacks, right? Uh, Malassia for me today, uh, I'm going to give him a five uh, because I don't think yeah. he was that great. And just, just very briefly on the point about whether or not he should be dropped, listen, at the end of the day, I always say that... Uh, you, you should pick players on merit. And that doesn't necessarily mean chopping and changing the team every week, but you do need to make people realize that, hey man, there's no free rides here. You know, we're not we're not here to coddle yeah, your feelings yeah. or your emotions. And I, I actually disagree with a lot of people who say, you know, will dropping Malassia ruin his confidence? I actually think starting him will ruin his confidence because it'll yeah. give him a false sense of security. Starting him off the bad performances yeah. and and giving him this idea that he's arrived now he's just jumped he's just made this magical transition from Feyenoord to Manchester United and he's starting every week now that's not a good idea in my opinion but anyways Delo I thought he was okay tonight uh, I'll give him a six I don't think he was at fault uh, too much for any of the goals and uh, yeah we're in a weird space with Delo because whether you like him or not we need another right back because if you think oh, Delo's good time. enough we need a backup right back if, yeah, yeah and, if, and if you don't think Delo's good enough we need a right back to start so either way we need a new right back it's a weird <laughs> it's a weird situation with Delo um, but yeah, I'll six. Um, moving on to uh, Lindelof uh, Ellis mm, tricky one four I, I, I just, I, he's got so many flaws in his game that get exposed against these sort of teams. 
excuse me, he's so poor aerially and he's directly at fault for that second goal. He gives the ball away cheaply. I don't I don't think it was his greatest performance. But then again, you've not been playing. You're walking into a back four that's used to Varane. You're not going to exactly be able to on the same wavelength. But I just thought he was quite poor tonight. Yeah, can't disagree with you, buddy. Um, Martinez uh, Stew, please, Mormon. I He gets a six for me. I, I, I didn't see anything truly outstanding from me, Martinez tonight. But again, it goes back really what Ellis was saying. It's the partnership between Martinez and Lindelof. It's fledgling. It's new. Uh, I didn't expect Martinez to have his best game, if I'm being honest. Uh, so, six. I don't think you can give him any more than a six. No, I think that's fair. Um, moving on to Casemiro. I know we've spoken about him at length tonight. Um, oh, Marcus. Interesting. I'll tell you what, you can all give me a rating. Tell me your rating and then give me 30 seconds at each. So, Marcus, you start. This is a tough one. You put me on the spot here. Uh, mm. 6.9, just, just below a 7, only because <laughs> I feel like he had a quiet game. <laughs> we only do whole numbers on this show. Okay, I'll give him a seven. I'll give him a seven. Um, I thought I thought he was okay tonight. I thought he did what a CDM is supposed to do. I don't think he was uh, directly at fault for any of the goals. And uh, yeah, I think he 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 should be starting every week for Manchester United, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I can't disagree with you, and uh, absolutely spot on with everything you said there, uh, Ellis um, Ericsson, A bit of a surprise that he was playing again tonight. I thought you might see um, Casemiro alongside Fred. Uh, obviously, Fred did make an appearance at the end, but um, your uh, rating for Ericsson, please, buddy. I'm going to go five. I love Christian Ericsson, but the last two games, he's really been quite wasteful when he's been on the ball. Um, not his usual self, not his creative self. I think, does he need a rest? We have played him every game, but he's just looked very, very off it. He wasn't. He's not breaking lines like he used to, but then again, we are playing against him. It's playing a low block, so there's not, there's not exactly them dynamic spaces in behind, but I'd just say middle of the road performance, like Stu, like Stu said previously. Like, I think it's just a five middle of the road performance, not great, but not awful, awful way you can slate him. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, moving on to Bruno uh, Stu. Yeah, I knew I'd get him. Mm, yeah, I think um, well, you know what? Um, he gets a four. You know. Um, I'm just not seeing it with him at the minute. I know it's low, and I know a lot of people will. Well, accuse me of not understanding football and midfield play and all this kind of nonsense. But uh, unfortunately for you guys, I do understand football and I do understand midfield play. Um, Bruno has been no more than a four at best for the bulk of the season, I'm afraid. And it's sort yeah. of it's time for it's time for Eric, uh, Mr. Ten Hag, to have a word in uh, Mr. Fernandez's ear and, 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 you know, get him to pull his finger out. But um, I think, uh, I think the lads are right, by the way, Casemiro is a definite seven. Marcus, I think you're right. Yeah. And uh, Ellis is, uh, was right about Ericsson. He was five. He wasn't great today either, but I couldn't put Bruno on the same level as Ericsson. No. If, if, uh, if Ellis had gone with a six of Ericsson, I might have given Bruno five, but um, it's a four for me. I don't know what you guys think, what you two think. I, yeah, think, I think uh, four is fitting for Bruno. Yeah, I think, four yeah, is perfect. I think you're absolutely right. I think, yeah. I think it needs a bit of timeout. Uh, Helly in the comments here said uh, Bruno needs a wee timeout. Right. In my she opinion, knows what she's I think she's about. absolutely spot on. Yeah, I think he does. As I said, two and a half years, three years of pretty much playing 
most or majority of minutes that's going to uh, tire you out somewhat. So uh, I think he just needs a bit of a break. May see that at the weekend. Who knows? Yeah, good points well made. Uh, moving on to the front three then, and then we'll go to the subs. Um, so first of all, um, Marcus uh, Sancho, please, buddy. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I mean, I mean listen, I, it's hard to pick who is the worst player between him and Bruno. Genuinely, is. it's like a competition between those two. Yeah. But honestly... Yeah, I'm going to have to give him a four. I think he was just as bad as Bruno. And uh, yeah. the thing about Sancho is tonight, like, not only was he not confident, not only was he hesitant to taking people on, but it seemed like he was just shifting responsibility. Even in a situation where we were ha we had the upper hand, he gives it to Malaysia and he's swarmed by green and white shirts and can't do anything about it. Now, that, that to me is just poor. So uh, Sancho, man, uh, he needs to fix up. And speaking of Ten Hag having a word with people, he needs to have a word with Sancho as well. Because uh, I don't yeah. know, I think we might be having another Donny van der Beek syndrome going on, yeah? Mm. Could be, although one's getting minutes. Um, so hopefully he can yeah. turn it around and, and, and prove in those minutes. Uh, just a little bit of a, a stat for you. Stu will be happy about this. Um, so Cody Gakpo... Um, has had 23 goal contributions this season, as many as Haaland, having a terrific season. Someone we were linked very heavily with um, and scored, I think, and assisted again tonight. We're supposed to be going uh, back in for him in January, aren't we? There's, well, there's uh, possibility. I, I still think we obviously need another striker. Um, not really the number nine that we want, but it is absolutely far in this season. And listen, if we're here to talk about the machine that is Haaland, uh, we should be putting... Uh, to, uh, Gakpo in the exact same conversation. Um, terrific player. Uh, anyway, let's move on to Anthony on that right-hand side. Ellis. Tough one. Um, I'm, I'm going to go six, but that's just on the basis of I just thought in flashes we see what Anthony really brings. I think we've seen it, we've seen it in the derby. He just has that... What's the word? What's the, what's the best way to phrase it? He just has something about him. Like you can see he's got it in the, the player He's got yeah, the he has, yeah, he has the technical ability to take a man on. And that's something we've really missed at Old Trafford. We see so many times players just turn it back, passing it to the fullback. I like his, his bravery in a way. He, he takes risks and I like that in a player. It shows that he's got something about him. I thought today, obviously, he had that massive chance, wrong decision-making, but that, that happens. Everyone makes wrong decisions. But I thought his work rate tonight was very, very good. I feel that was very lacking in the derbies. I feel like he's kind of gone away, took that. So that as if he didn't come and help his fullback, and I thought there was many times when that fullback broke away from Dallow when he was right back straight down helping him out, which I kind of like. I like that team camaraderie, the team being able to work work hard for your teammates. I think I think I think he warrants to sit. Yeah, I think that's fair. Everyone nodding their heads in agreement. I think you're spot on there, buddy. Uh, my mouse is gone, uh, so this might be difficult to end the show, but we'll sort it out in a minute. Uh, right, so moving on to uh, Ronaldo uh, Stu, you. My man, my man Ronaldo. I'm going to give uh, Ronnie, uh, I'm going to give Ronnie an eight. And I'm going to give Ronnie an eight because uh, the guy... Mark is shocked there. ...didn't stop all night. He, he, he didn't stop. He got into position after position after position. Yeah, he didn't convert. Yes, he didn't um, have, have his most clinical of nights. But for any young striker, anyone who's got any aspirations of being a box striker, just watch Ronaldo. Because that's the, the difference between a clinical striker and an average striker. And his movement across the box, the 18-yard box, was phenomenal tonight. And he came for the ball deep. He tried to get in the play. 
So for me, and I'll get vilified for it, but I don't really care. He was he was top draw tonight. I thought he was just brilliant. And it's not all about it's not all about uh, goal contributions. It's about what you contribute on the night to the yeah. team. What what and space he, you can provide. And, and he provided himself perfect. with a lot of space at he times was as well. Didn't he? That man tonight. I, th I think I really do. I, I really do. I know, I know Marcus is. I know Marcus would have given him a seven. I know that. But uh, I'm not saying he was man of the match. By the way, I know I can't say man of the match now, can I? Player of the match. I'm just saying, if you've looked at him for 90 minutes, 37 years of age, by the way, that man was desperate to score a goal. Desperate. You need that in your team. We want people desperate to defend. We didn't have that tonight. We've got somebody desperate, desperate to score a goal. And you need that. So he'll, that's, he'll... that's my reasoning for uh, the eight. No, I, th I think that's fair. I, I totally understand. I'm on board with that. We spoke about that backstage and a little bit tonight on the show. Uh, I think he, he, you could see that sort of hunger in him tonight and it was just unfortunate he didn't put one or two away, really. Um, I, I may have given him a seven as opposed to an eight, but, but you know, he eats to their own and, and, and I can see why. So, uh, yeah, good points well made. Right, I'm going to obviously finish this show with three easy ones for you. Uh, Luke Shaw, Marcus Rashford and Anthony Martial. And I'm going to give uh, Marcus Rashford to Marcus first. Yeah, I, I think he was good tonight when he came on. Uh, actually superb. Uh, I would give him an 8 out of 10 because I think without him, we don't win the game. And, you know, it's weird because I'm, I'm still not sold on Rashford, but it seems like the players who are on borrowed times are the ones who are actually using that time. And the players who we think deserve to be in the team are the ones who are letting us down. So at least in my case, anyways, I can't speak for everyone else. So it's a very weird time to be a United fan, but fair play to Rashford. You know, he shut me up tonight. He, he scored a, a, a beautiful goal, an absolutely beautiful goal. Actually he scored two goals, actually. So yeah, Ronaldo, he, he I did. think, assisted, yeah. Ronaldo assisted he's, the second. Yeah, scored, scored two and twice. assisted twice. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And you know, it's, it's one thing to perform when you're starting games through the middle because there's no one else. It's another thing to perform when you've been taken out of the team. Your team's just lost at 6-3. The, the performance is not looking great and you've been called to come off the bench, you know, and you have an immediate impact, you know. Yes, it's against Ammonia. Yes, it's in the Europa League, but still, still, uh, compared to everyone else, he was fantastic. So, 8 out of 10 for me. Yeah, uh, absolutely spot on and uh, totally in agreement. Heli in the comments here, Marcus gets a 9 for, from her. Um, right, moving on then. Who wants Luke and who wants Anthony Martial? Not all at once. Take, take your pick, Alice. I don't mind, mate. Go on. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take uh, Martial then. Um, very good, very good. I think I think it's been summed up perfectly from what we were talking about before. His link-up play tonight was fantastic. I think Mark said he's one of the best at it in the Premier League. His link-up play, being able to instrument the play in between the lines is fantastic. And I thought he did that to a tee. Took his goal very, very, very well. What yeah, finish fantastic that. finish. Yeah. Any, any, anyone, anyone that's played that, has been a striker, that is a very difficult finish. To bend that into the near post, very, very top. Um, I'd probably give him an eight. I think he was just the same as Rashford. Um, both of them came on, changed the game. And have saved us from a very what was looking like an embarrassing defeat. So, yeah, he deserves the same applause that um, Russia's going to get, really. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Uh, Heli as well. Uh, Shaw, eight. Martial, eight. Um, Stu, then, last but not least, Luke Shaw. Yeah, I'm going to give Shaw an eight, to be fair. I, th I think that's a fair comment. Um, I, I thought when he came on, he, he showed um, composure, uh, which we've been desperately looking for. Uh, recently, uh, he tacked well. 
his, his crossing inside the box is still awful. It's still not good. But, but ultimately, you've got to get in those positions. I thought he, I thought the combination uh, of Rashford and Shaw was was terrific. It was great to see, and it's um, it, it it leaves me with a little bit of hope. Uh, Flashbacks. And, yeah, and it's not not anything to suggest that you know. Uh, again, Alice, you know, Malassia can't can't come back yeah. into the squad. But I just think at the minute, the Shaw Rashford combination with Martial and Ronaldo would be relatively potent for us. I thought the three of them were fantastic when they were playing together. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Play, player of the match for me. Mm, I got to give it to Rashford, haven't you? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Two goals, two assists. Um, I don't think you're wrong there. Listen, just want to say uh, thank you to everybody in the comments tonight. Really, really good conversations coming on and uh, really, really good to read a lot of those comments out. So thank you very much. Um, like and subscribe. I know I say this every time. It's really, really important to us and uh, and obviously we appreciate you coming along to give us a watch. Um, uh, Jamie did a show uh, on Tuesday uh, with a, a former United keeper, Luke Steele, who does every week. Uh, really good show that every week, and uh, I suggest you go and have a little watch of that. Um, this Friday, uh, Keane will be back doing a show, I believe, uh, still with uh, Phil Marshall, Lee Lawrence, two ex-United players, fullback and a striker back in 2003, and both played with Cristiano Ronaldo. Always a good watch. And, of course, on Monday, Wayne will be back doing a bit more with Paul Parker, ex-United right back so some really really big things to come but as i said go follow these boys all terrific all great at what they do and uh, and always a pleasure to have uh, each each and every one of you guys on tonight so thank you very much for coming in um listen guys we will see you very very soon you've got yours truly again on sunday be the last one for me for a couple of weeks as i'm going on holiday and you might all appreciate that we might have more viewerships at that point but anyway listen uh, we'll see you next time <laughs>